Are we ready? Yes. Okay. Hi, and welcome to Sh- We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Sayla. And this is Kalina. And we are a podcast who reads and reviews paranormal romance novels. So thank you for joining us back again. Yay. Yay. So we're back to our um, recording separately. Delio. Yeah, COVID. I'm in my, my car studio. Kalina's in her bedroom studio. In bedroom. <laughs> Yeah, with my uh, laptop up on an ironing board. Nice. That's that's my uh, setup. <laughs> that's awesome. I've got my vanity light on so that you could see my face. <laughs> yeah. Well, the things we have to do in this new world. Dude, Dan said I can get a she shed. Well, then why don't we have a she shed? What we are going to get one when we head back to okay. the other side. It's going to be a podcast recording studio. It absolutely is. So where the hot tub was, yeah, it's got that two twenty there. Yeah, I'm fucking taking that. Nice. I'm gonna take this fucking monster swamp 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 cooler with us, so that we've got some cool air in in the little thing. So awesome. Yep, it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> you know, assuming that we can never see each other in person again. That's true. It might just be me inside my tool shed, and you. <laughs> And you'll still be in your room. Oh, no. Dude, it's everything is so confused. There was a tick up and then we went down for one day. We went down. We went back down to yellow for one. It wasn't even 24 hours. I know. And then back up again. I I think I I do think. Okay. That first one, that was all Boulder's fault. Yeah. Fuck Boulder. The second one, I think it has a lot to do with the school's reopening. 100% is the kid's fault. And I feel bad because it's like, ugh. I'm, well, you I, can't I'm, feel bad. It's how about the system and the and the government that hasn't fixed things yet. I mean, that's true. <laughs> you are a hundred percent right about that. <laughs> and also, just because timeline wise, this episode is coming out in November. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, December. This episode comes out in December. Oh, wow. We're back to far, yeah. far away. Yeah, I know. I what? fixed it. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, you did. That's why I was like, oh, push that one. You about murdered me when I said <laughs> when I said that. That look on your face. You almost laser eyed me. <laughs> I was like, now. Through my iPad. <laughs> I have it fixed. We can't fuck it up. <laughs> You're reading a goddamn book, they let. Learn how to read. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's amazing. Well, in light of the time, I want to know what's your favorite season? Is this my quickie? Yeah, this is your quickie. Spring, fall, summer, winter. I'll give you a dollar if you guess which one it is. Winter? Ding, ding, ding. I owe you a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) It goes winter, fall, spring, and summer. Fuck you, summer. 100% fuck you, summer. (laughs) So not a summer person. No. I mean, I agree. Mm-hmm. Winter's the best. Mm-hmm. You think it's because we're both winter babies? That could very possibly be it. It could, yes. You were fucking born during a blizzard, Blizzard, dude. bitches. <laughs> <laughs> you had, I was born in sunny California. Two motherfucking but feet you... of snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were born during And I was like, let's blizzard. go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. No, but you, I mean, you have like ancestry here. Like your generation is in Colorado, right? Oh, yeah. No, no. Well, some. My dad's family's been here over 100 years. Okay. Back so, to, like, not your mom. when the state was founded and became a state. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's in your blood, yeah. you know? 
I come from a tropical country. Yeah, you do. You do. So... You would think tropics would be in your blood. Right. They're not. Right? And then born in California, in Southern California. The, tr- the nicest of the San Diegos. Right. It's the, right, it's the nice part of San Diego. <laughs> I just meant the, nice, the, the nicest of the San Diegos. Because <laughs> there's so many of those. So many of them. <laughs> But then I got to Colorado and I was just like, what is this white fluffy fucking cold shit that's awesome. making me shiver? I love it. I loved that one day of snow we got after oh, a 100 degree day. It was so beautiful. Oh, it was so nice. I loved it so much. I was sitting at home watching it snow through my window. just like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck me, yes. And then it's like 80 all week. And I was like, oh. Yep. It was 100 the day before. Yes. And then it snowed. Yes. And then it was 80 right after it snowed. <laughs> What the fuck? Uh, That's super we bizarre. We do live in a weird place. Yeah, and it's been pretty totally. much eighty cents. Yeah, and they're and like, it oh, it's gonna cool off up. this weekend. I was like, oh, you mean it's gonna get down to seventy five? <laughs> fuck you! It's not gonna cool off. I heard it was gonna snow. Maybe they meant in the hills it was gonna snow. Yeah, we have a twenty percent chance of rain on Sunday. So oh. don't hold your fucking <laughs> breath. <laughs> Wow, we really fucking hate. I hate how hot it is, and I, that's why I brought I it up. And I know it doesn't matter to the people who are listening because it's, you know, two months ago. But <laughs> it's supposed to be fall, and I like have pumpkins out and like all the yeah. Halloween shit, and instead it's fucking eighty. And I sit in my office, it's just getting baked by the sun because it's I, oh. I my office is a giant window at my back. Oh, yeah. And it's like a thousand degrees and they kind of turned off the AC. So it's not nice in the building. And I just am like, oh. I hate this time of <laughs> like, I love fall, but this isn't fall. This is bullshit extended summer. And I get pissy <laughs> when it doesn't just become fall. <laughs> I'm like, where's my fucking fall? Oh, I'm totally there with you. Atlas the other day was like, Mom, can I jump into a big pile of leaves? I'm like, if you find a fucking big pile of leaves, son, yes, all of us are jumping into it. But it's not happening right now. It's still 89 degrees outside. Yeah. The sun won't go away. It just won't. It's, well, I mean, it's, except then we need to record. Then the sun hides just for light purposes, not for heat purposes. Just enough so that I have to turn my visor on. But not so that you're cool. but yeah so anyway winter's the best we all agree yeah we all agree you guys are just gonna have to deal with it (laughs) (laughs) all right so we read supernatural inmate by avery song and veronica agnes this is the first time we've had a uh, dual authorship of one book and narrated by Lacey Laurel. Lacey Laurel? Yeah, Lacey Laurel. Yeah. So, um. Clits notes ago. <laughs> Clits notes. The. Guys, <laughs> this one's hard. Basically, I think I can just say the main characters are Cassandra Thorne, who is a human who was abandoned by her parents as an infant. And taken in by a supernatural bear shifter, Everett, something or other, whose last name I don't know. <laughs> Whoops. And he was known... Bernstein? Berenstein. <laughs> Berenstein. 
No, it probably isn't that. Um, and he was known for taking in all kinds of orphans and raising them as his own. So he also had... Does he have a wheelchair? Well, not that I know of, but we haven't really met him. So he could potentially be Xavier. <laughs> Charles. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> it isn't helping. Oh, so anyway, she grows up with four brothers, supernatural brothers, and uh, she's 20 and they're all starting to kind of move on with their life, getting jobs and stuff. And they're like super popular in the supernatural world. They're like celebrities. Some, one of them's like a musician and the other one's a model and blah. So and she just doesn't really do anything. <laughs> She doesn't have a lot of direction in her life, but she has her bros, as she calls them. They're her bros and she loves them. But, you know, they're moving on. And then one night as they're at dinner, one of them tells her. So the three, I'll give you all four names. Otis is a vampire. Adonis is an incubus. Dominic is the fae. And Tristan is a shapeshifter. And... I think it's Otis is dancing with her and tells her that they have taken a mission with the council and will be leaving for six months, all four of them, to go into trading. Mm -hmm. And she freaks out because they're leaving her and it's supposed to be the next day. So they're leaving right away. And she's not okay. So she runs away from the restaurant and gets kidnapped. So there's a lot of supernatural kidnappings have been happening around the world. And they're supposed to be looking into this, and instead she gets kidnapped. So now she escapes her initial kidnappers who were human and stupid, mm-hmm. and they all die. <laughs> but then the supernatural guy who had hired them catches her, and she ends up in the super- psychic supernatural prison on an island. Oh, I didn't even know it had a Caribbean. It had a name. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently it existed before Supernatural. So in this world, about 20 years ago, humans destroyed their economy. You guys, in 2035, we have a financial <laughs> crisis. This is a warning for us to not fuck up right now. I'm telling you. It's like, it's seriously happening already. <laughs> We're so, already on this trajectory. I think she, they predicted so many different this things. Is I was like, yeah. that is going to happen. Oh my God, that's totally going to happen. Yeah. So humans destroy the world's economy and basically supernaturals come out and take over the world because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're like you guys done you fucked guys are up dumb <laughs> so they like set up government systems all around and and this humans still have a structure but they have to work in tandem with supernaturals now so she ends up at this prison where she finds out that there's this giant plot by somebody who this snake lady I don't remember her name. Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. And <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't matter. And she is working with the brothers, but she she doesn't like Cassandra. She doesn't like, well, as far as Cassandra's concerned, she doesn't like that there's a human involved in so much supernatural mm-hmm. business. And so because the brothers love her, they want her involved in shit and the snake lady doesn't. But that's what Cassandra thinks. Turns out the snake lady has alternative motives, whatever. So she puts her in this prison. She's supposed to be trying to get rid of her, like kill her. But she keeps surviving a lot of attempts on her life Mm -hmm. because maybe, I don't know, maybe she's not as human as everyone thinks. (laughs) What? (laughs) So 
she starts to kind of figure out there's something else, something special about her. She's not the human. Everyone has told her she was her whole life. She doesn't know what it is. It's been repressed, but she's trying to figure that out. She makes some friends in jail. And then she realizes that she's been in love with her brothers that aren't her brothers. Her her four bros. (laughs) Her bros for a long time, but she's been afraid to make a move in that relationship because she doesn't want to change anything. Mm -hmm. So now that she's away from them and she doesn't know where they are and how they're doing, she's worried and she realizes how much she cares for them. And then they show up at the prison because they have a double agent working inside the prison. uh, Omarion. 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 And they basically all confess that they love her too. And it becomes a reverse harem novel. Yeah. Which was a a big surprise. (laughs) And then she basically escapes and finds her true being and then has to go back in the next book and fix shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, right? Perfect. Uh, Yeah. That's it. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, what else? No, she goes through trials and different situations. Yeah, just all kinds of shit. People try to kill her all the time. Yeah, uh, the inmates in there try to kill her. The doc I thought was going to be an asshole, but he's not. Turns out he's He's just he's super super weird. But (laughs) he's just super weird. He was the one, and so like this prison has this ward or spell or some type of something that disables all of the supernatural powers, their abilities. So they can't. They're just normal people when they're in this prison well unless you have well, hmm? yeah well yeah they are supposed to, be, supposed to be but some of them seem to still have their power well, like her yeah. especially if she starts to discover it cast does unless you and also if you have like a special bracelet that un- then enables your powers to work again it uh, yeah it shields you from the prison's effects yeah from whatever this really let's say that let's just, that's a good thing it's like a super duper strong cement that you can buy at Home Depot. <laughs> I think it's on aisle four. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Supernatural psychic prison <laughs> cement. I've been I aisle four. <laughs> swear I've seen that on the shelf before. <laughs> but it's straight up the reverse harem just like we did not expect no that. it did i didn't expect it at all based just on the cover and what i knew of the book from the small blurb i don't i try not to read full blurbs mm, yeah because i don't like to know too much about a book before i read it i just wanted to make sh- just enough to make sure it's supernatural but the book's title was supernatural inmate so i was like <laughs> i'm okay <laughs> i feel like this one's right in the wheelhouse yeah I didn't, and there's no other, like on the book, it's just the, her, the cup, she's the only thing on the cover. Uh-huh. So there was no indication, like in our last reverse harem, the one by Julie Morgan, where we were like, yeah, this, I mean, the concubine and her vampires, plural, lots of them, and there's five of them standing on the cover. And then it says reverse <laughs> harem on the cover. <laughs> so we had a lot of clues to that one. We were, we were, we were diligent. We did our <laughs> investigative work and we knew that was a reverse harem. We were prepared for all told the dicks. Us. <laughs> all of the dicks. It said, look, there are five guys, which means and there's going to be dicks. five dicks, so many dicks. But this one also had a lot of dicks. Which were surprised. didn't know that was coming at us. Yeah. (laughs) Surprise dicks in our ears. (laughs) Ooh. No, no ear dicks. (laughs) I don't like surprise ear dicks. So it was very interesting because not knowing that. See, if I had known that, I think I would have taken the first 
the opening scene of the book differently. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, okay, I get what's happening here. Because I didn't know. The whole opening scene is her shopping for lingerie with her brothers. With her four bros. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and they were like in the changing room with her. Yep. It was very strange. commenting on her choices. And she was showing them the different sets. And I was like, hold up. What? <laughs> and I mean, what? <laughs> I get minute. it. I mean, we, we found out early on that they were not, that they were all adopted, basically. Mm-hmm. So I get that. They're not biologically brother and sisters. But still, they're your brothers and they're shopping for lingerie with you? I, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and then the scene ended with one of them cutting her lingerie off. Yeah, like a big fat And I was jerk. like, huh? <laughs> so... And then eventually it dawned on me, oh, this is going to be, she's going to be in love with all these guys. <laughs> okay. And so I got there in the end, guys. I, I figured it out. <laughs> I did not. I didn't get there because at first I thought the story was going to be between her and Otis because of the dance scene that they had. That's when he was like, hey, we got jobs and we're leaving you. And she's like, fuck you. I'm going to run away. And they were having a moment there. So I thought, <laughs> I thought this book was going to be between her and Otis. And then jail happened. I was like, oh, no, it's going to be her and Omarion. Oh, wait, he just said he's gay. Never mind. And then it was Tristan. And then it was (laughs) all the other guys just like bop, bop, bop. I mean, we only got two sex scenes. Mm -hmm. One ish. Uh, One in three. Three? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it was, I that mean, one wasn't one, really... two and a half. Two and a half. <laughs> one of them was full sex. Yes. Like, like penetration sex. Only one was that. Tristan. Yeah. And then the other two were, one was going down on her, one was finger her. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, you number them however you wish. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's one with two halves that don't make a whole. <laughs> <laughs> I would call the shower one a whole. Oh, yeah? I thought that was actually even more than Tristan's sex scene in the bunk. I thought the shower scene with Otis was more of an intimate, full-blown sex scene. Even though it was just me. Really? Okay. I know. But I think there's just something more to it. But I think that's because... Like you picked up on her and Otis in the beginning. I think there's something more there with her and Otis. Well, and he's the super serious one. Yes. He felt really bad because he felt like he was the one who told her that made her well, run he, away and then had her, then he, she got kidnapped. He did. And, and so yeah, he felt that's All of that's bad. true. Yeah. <laughs> and and he he's should. just like generally one of the, he's just a not a really nice guy, but I mean, he loves her. Well, he's. He's a vampire, so, you know. You know. How nice can vampires They're be? They're so serious. They take their, yeah. I mean, with the name, like, super Otis, you, you have to take your vampirism super serious. Right, because there's only two options. You're either from that dog and cat movie, Milo and Otis. <laughs> He's, or that was Otis the pug. Tool, the serial killer. Right. So that's your only option with that name. Totally. I don't know. I'm not in love with that name. I struggled with it. I was like, what? I kept wanting it to be something else, Greek or something, and I was just mishearing it. Sure. But no, I went and looked it up. It is actually Otis. Poor va- <laughs> yeah, poor vampire. So yeah, anyway, um, so this book has got a, yeah. a stuff in it. Like it I said, does have stuff in it. we're warning you guys, just remember to like not be assholes and take care of your finances and in 2035 we'll be fine. <laughs> Otherwise the supernaturals yeah. are coming for us, bitches. 2035, they're going to be like, you guys, now we have to come out of hiding. Yeah. 
and take over the world. Yeah. And then they have weird, super strange prison systems. Yeah, okay, yeah. So let's talk about that real quick. This, this we should, we should mention it. It's called Supernatural Intermate, so obviously there's a jail situation happening here. However, there is, there's a very confusing system that they've got going on of how this <laughs> jail, so-called jail, I guess, is run. <sighs> I feel like it's more of like a mental hospital, but not for a mental patients, for soups. Or not soups. I don't even know. I don't even know. Because as far as anyone we met, nobody was actually in there because they committed crimes. Well, which is what prisons Right. Some of them were. Tradition. None of them that we met. No, none of them that we met. But we did hear of some of the inmates there that... And actually, and I don't know if they went there because they committed a crime. They were just known for committing a crime. Because, I mean, she did touch on, like, rape and murder and robbery and stuff like that for some of the other inmates that were in there. Because this was a co-ed prison. She did say, that guy is a murderer or that guy is a whatever. But we didn't meet any of those characters. It was just... No, everybody we knew was had been kidnapped. <laughs> Which typically that's a different situation than a prison, <laughs> but it they but the prison structure still took the kidnapped people like and they knew that they were kidnapped and then there were different levels. Level one was like people they weren't concerned about because they were weak, mm-hmm. so she was on level one for most of it. I don't remember anything about level two because it was not important. <laughs> <laughs> level three. Is where, like, the badass supernaturals are. Mm-hmm. And the people who were bid on by the outside people. Yes. Because... I forgot about Within that the part. prison, there was a structure by which outside supernatural could bid on the people in the prison. And then they would be theirs. Yeah, they like would own a them. a slave. Mm-hmm. Of any kind. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So that happened. Yep. And then there's level four where they keep gods. Yes. The gods and demigods. <laughs> demigods. And some of them might be there by choice because they do get to leave if they want. Well, and they also live in like a really nice palace-like place. Not palace, but spa-ish with really good... I never got the impression that four was that great. I think over in Dubai it is. Oh, so at the higher level or at the highest or the one outside. Dubai is outside, right? Or well, is Dubai's another five? prison. It's okay. a whole other prison that has levels one through five or something or eight. Oh, it's a whole... Okay, I thought it was another... Just another level. No, it's a separate prison. It's a nice prison. This is a shithole prison. (laughs) I don't know. Guys, there might be a little bit too much plot connivances in some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We We were confused about the prison system and how that all went down. I think I would have cleaned it all up a little bit and Mm -hmm. made it more of some kind of supernatural kidnapping ring where they would sell the kidnappees as slaves to the highest bidders. And then they would keep them and the owners could then either visit them here in the prison or bring them out into their... Like that would just have cleaned it. We just didn't have to have all of this extra stuff about prisons. Right. Or any kind of mixing with, you know, some of the inmates that are not kidnappees but are actually bad people. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I, and I didn't understand the doc's role in this whole thing. Well, he, like, was, he was the one investigating and testing. Because he would, I no, you guys, I don't know. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I liked other aspects of the book better. Yeah, if yeah, I yeah. didn't focus on that 
fit. Yeah. Because that fit confused me. And then I couldn't, I didn't follow it super well. So then I felt like I, I didn't understand. Yeah. So if so, I got out of all that and just focused on like Cassandra and her story. Yeah. That was clearer. So if we just mention that real quick and then get over it. Yeah. Let's just get over it. Then let's get over it. We'll get over yep. it. All done. Right. We're in a prison. We're done. That's it. So the bigger, like more interesting, like arc is Cassandra's arc from I'm just a human with no special abilities and I doubt myself to finding out that she might actually be a super powerful hybrid mm-hmm. supernatural between dragon and fairy and royalty on top of that. Yep. And maybe all of this has been some spell that was put on her to keep her not knowing her power, questioning her yes. her role. So. Yeah. Well, it seems like, I mean, the guys knew, didn't they? No. It seemed like they knew. They no. Didn't. So they just, just because called they her should princess have. and... I think that's supposed to be coincidence because her value to them is so high that she is their princess regardless right. of her actual value. Actual. <laughs> so I think that didn't sound right, but... I think that what we're supposed to see is that they understood her importance and her value before even she did. Yeah. They recognized in her this strong, royal, powerful being that they loved. And eventually she recognizes it too, once she realizes Mm -hmm. who she really is. But they knew it without knowing that she was... They loved her when they thought she was human. Even before. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Okay. That's my understanding. Now... All of the things we learned about how humans struggle to be around supernaturals for very long would have made me think they should have all saw this coming. Sure. Because <laughs> pretty of early course. in the book, the other human like fucking straight up passes out when he's hanging around a powerful supernatural for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And she gets to grow up with she them. She grew up with them and doesn't, it doesn't phase her. And she can kind of turn them down, like like ignore their supernatural pressures does everett know do we know we don't know that i would be interested in i think he might because otherwise i do think it is questionable that he chose to raise her with them and never made a big deal about it i do think there's a chance he knew or suspected rolling around in his wheelchair just like ah she's gonna eventually find out that she's you know (laughs) special (laughs) he's not in a wheelchair guys that's not my intake on it (laughs) (laughs) well then cool but yeah they don't know but none of them seemed all that like surprised Surprised? or like even i don't know if that their reaction also was confusing i was gonna say some of them did to me at least and i don't i couldn't tell you which ones were just kind of like well duh (laughs) you know like they she's so special of course there was something to her that either we didn't see or that was being suppressed or whatever you know yeah i don't know that's why i think i thought that they'd already known but couldn't tell her uh but i don't know i don't think so (sighs) she goes through a lot to figure it out and she struggles with her a lot it's not easy for her because she doesn't like change yeah oops (laughs) sorry honey your life (laughs) is about to take a big change (laughs) but she really wants everything to just stay the same and i think that's something that you know she's 20 and it's even if you aren't supernatural i think that's the kind of the time of life where you're like this life is different it's Mm -hmm. you know friends moving in different directions going to school getting jobs people moving on growing up with their lives 
there's a lot of change happening at that point, and she's not handling it super well. That's why she mm-hmm. ran out of the restaurant, like, yeah. in a little tizzy, and jumped in the first Uber car she found when she hadn't even used the app. <laughs> and I was like, that's Crazy. definitely ha-. Before I even knew no. she was about to get kidnapped, I was like, well, that's how you get kidnapped. <laughs> And then she got kidnapped, and I was like, well, well you know, Why didn't you use the app? Hello? I mean, you use the app, and you tell somebody you're using the app so they can track your, you know, journey. That's the only safe way. Then if you, you know, disappear, they know at least who last saw you. Yeah. So. Yeah. So there is a big storyline and a big arc about her self-discovery and trying to figure out all of these different emotions and different stuff that's happening to her. And she gets to do it all from from jail. (laughs) (laughs) Which sucks. Well, behind bars. Also, she was the best in her kickbox class and her kickbox class was all supernatural. <laughs> Why didn't anyone see this shit coming? Right? When that happened, I was like, well, no, you didn't beat them all up. They're supernaturals. And she's like, I beat them all up. And I was like, what on earth made you think you're a normal human? Right. And it was because at no point did I, I don't think she ever was just like, I know they let me win. No. No. She no, actually they then, beat them then up. Then all 10 of them ganged up on her after class because yeah. they were mad at her. She definitely did seem to have an issue with people. Yeah, especially other girls. <laughs> she didn't have any good stories. No. Like all all of it was fights she got into and then her bros had yeah. to come save her. Or basically like stop the fires she started <laughs> and put the buildings <laughs> back together <laughs> and save her from the police. She actually probably should have just been going to prison anyway. <laughs> That's true. She's created a lot of, done a lot of misdemeanors that she got away with. So Basically. She needs to rich. do the time. She does. Right. They are. Everyone's totally rich. rich. It's always rich. Yeah. But she makes friends. Ivy and... An- Amanda? Amelia. Amelia. Uh, it's not Amelia. It- is it An- Anastasia. <laughs> Alicia. Uh, Alicia. 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 Is it a- it's Alicia. Alicia. Okay. It's, it's started with an A. I think it is Alicia. <laughs> Watch it be Patricia. It's not like- Patricia. It's not. It's not. That's not what it is. It could be lots of things, but her name is not Patricia. But not Patricia. No. But the other ones is definitely Ivy. Yeah, definitely Ivy, which we later find out that they're like both really their heads of whatever clan or well, cousin Ivy's or Well, Ivy's an alpha group. wolf. Yes, she's an shifter, alpha wolf. But she has no pack. She was a homeless shifter. So that's probably why she ended up kidnapped because she had no pack to protect her. But mm-hmm. she's a super badass because alphas are very rare. And then the female alphas. Female alphas are very rare. Mm-hmm. And then Alicia is a monarch, which I don't understand. Yeah. But it's She's somehow a butterfly. Well, no, I think monarch just meant right. Her last name is butterfly. Yes, it is. But I think <laughs> she was, she's psychic. But I think monarch in this world just means high level supernatural <laughs> being. I don't know why why that is the sign for. She's got her hand at her forehead, you guys. <laughs> That means high level supernatural. <laughs> all right, she's got right it, got up it. here at the bangs, <laughs> bang, all the way to the bangs, guys. To the bangs. <laughs> I don't know, but she has no memory. Right, her memory has been wiped. 
She doesn't know where she got her power from or where she belongs, where she came from. But she's super powerful. And everybody's scared of her. Yeah. Because of that. And fucking, what's her name? Cass killed like three people while she was there. At least. At least least three. three. (laughs) She she killed a gorilla shifter? (laughs) A gorilla shifter. An alligator. (laughs) And they just like slapped her on the hand for that. They're like, stop being naughty. They're like, uh... (laughs) <laughs> I feel like she should be in solitary confinement for that. <laughs> no, it's not a they true... gave her a roommate. Right. They're like, because like you it... did that. Here's a roommate. <laughs> oh, secretly your brother boyfriend who's a shapeshifter who's pretending right. to be a woman. <laughs> it's Tristan Tristana. Tristana. Which by the way, I'm totally down with that. I am so into that. I <laughs> I loved those scenes mm-hmm. with Tristan as Tristana. Like the boob scene? Yes. Okay, Kalina, on three. Have you ever touched another woman's breast? One, two, three. Yes. yes. Of course. Yes. yes. Of course. And he, even just, though you have boobs, not all boobs are the same. You have to no. touch other boobs and you be like, what's your boobs like? What are your <laughs> boobs like? Yes, absolutely. And I mean, if you're touching other boobs, you, you're like touching boobs without feeling your boobs being Yes, touched, it's which a is, different feeling. That's a big thing. That's how I feel about self-pleasuring myself, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. For me, I'm much more into my toys because I don't have to feel myself. Mm-hmm. So like for the whole boob thing, I'm like, yes, if I had a shape-shifting boyfriend, I would sometimes say, I need you to be Tristana right now because I need to touch your boobs. I'm all (laughs) for it. I really liked it. It seems strange and a little, like... If you don't like the idea, of course, you, you, you would be uncomfortable with it. But I was so fucking down for it. I was like, yes. And actually, I want to be the one that shapeshifts. Oh, yeah. I want to fucking shapeshift into a man. Yes, because penises are weird. That, I just, like, <laughs> I love playing with them when they're not on me. I want to play with what them. What is up with this what thing? Is, I would just smack it all the time. <laughs> I'd buy a drum set, you know. I'd, I'd pull a stepbrother's. I would, I would slingshots, pool table. I would do all sorts of stuff. All sorts. Of stuff. <laughs> I'd be like, this penis is crazy. This is <laughs> me and my penis are going on a hike. <laughs> we're we're gonna go explore the world together. Oh my god! It'll be like um the hormone monsters and Big Mouth. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, I want one of those. I know they're so they're awesome. awesome. <laughs> they're so good. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was so fun because it came relatively close to the middle of the book. Yeah, it was about three hours in, something like that. So by then, Cassandra was ruminating a lot on how she felt towards the guys. Yes. And how much she really did love them. And she wishes she wished she had been able to tell them. And hadn't been afraid because she didn't want to change their relationship. But she really loves them and she should have just said something. Mm -hmm. So you know by then in the book that that's, you know, who she's interested in. But they're not there. She's in fucking prison. So I'm going, what the fuck? (laughs) How is this going to happen? I was pretty much promised that this book was a romance and now I don't (laughs) fucking, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you like you said, Omarion was a suspect, like potential, but he right off the bat was like, "Nah, I'm gay. Don't worry about it." Yeah. And so I was like, oh, "Okay, never mind." And then he wasn't around, so I was like, "Okay, well, yeah, he's gone. He's gay and he's gone. Whatever." <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then all of a sudden, Tristan shows up as a Tristana. Tristana as a mm-hmm. 
female inmate and is joining in her cell. And it's like, oh shit, things mm-hmm. just got kinky. Yes, it did. So this is where the first sex scene happens. So we have <laughs> three different kind of sex scenes in here, which we tried to establish earlier. I like this one. The shower scene was a good one, too. And even the dream scene was a good one. But I think what really made me like this one a lot more was the fact that she started off, no, 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 I'm wrong. He'd already transformed back into Tristan because he was under the covers. But throughout the book, there were parts where, like, after they had sex for this first time, Cass was like, I really like you as Tristan. It makes me curious as a woman and, and how that would be to be with a woman and stuff. And so I'm just like, man, I just think that would be so much fun to, like, have that ability to explore and do different things with one of four of your lovers. <laughs> or just, like, the same, the, the, your lover. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> No, it was good. No, I want four. <laughs> well, there's four here. You get them. You get all four. Awesome. Yeah. No, that scene, it was a good scene. And that's like yeah, when you, you text me and you're like, never mind, I like this book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was at first a little frustrated with the beginning of this book. The narrator is a little hard to listen to and get used to. It wasn't terrible. It's just not, you know. She's, I think, more suited for like young adult or youth books. Yeah. Because her voices were extreme. Yeah. They were very animated. Animated voices. There you go. Animated. So yeah. that made some of the characters just confusing. <laughs> yeah, it did. With so many male characters, they're big, strong warrior male characters. And she has a small voice. I don't know. It it just didn't suit very well. It, it wasn't for this book. I'm sure she'd be great at other things, too. I didn't hate it because of it. But as soon as the sex scene happened, that's when I was like, okay, fuck that. I don't even care about how it sounds. This is good. And then it just got... They had sex and it was good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, I know what you're saying. Because I kind of agree. It was like, there is a very confusing plot it's real i mean there's there and there's and maybe it is a factor of having listened to the book instead of read it maybe some of this would have translated better if we had been able to like read it and track the different things but because the sex came so late and i didn't expect it because of you know i was like well she has to get out of here and i don't understand yeah. what's going on I was trying really hard to follow and I wasn't understanding. And so I think that's where sometimes it's nice to just be like, well, I don't need to care too much about the over plot right now because this is relationship building. So now I'm focusing on because she's finally being open and honest with Tristan about how she feels and how she feels towards everyone. She was she didn't try to hide it and tell him she just loved him. him. She mm-hmm. was very honest that I love everyone. I love all four of you. Mm-hmm. And he was like, we know. <laughs> we we could sense that. We are supernatural beings. Yeah, I was just going to mention that, too, that I think that was part of the reason why I liked it so much was because this is her chance to open up. She'd been vulnerable for the three months or whatever it was that she had been in prison, and she missed him so much. And like you said, she'd been thinking that she'd wished she told him that she loved them and confessed her feelings and just not even worry too much about you know if they loved her back then they wouldn't have made it awkward or 
Also, she probably didn't know that she was allowed to love more than one person. Yeah, I'm sure. That could be a thing, too. So I think it was beautiful in that sense because they and every single one of them had said, we were waiting for you to be ready to tell us. We weren't going to try to force anything. Mm -hmm. And Tristan was super good about it. Tristan's the funny one, isn't he? Like, out of the four, he's like the jokester. Yes. But he was just super sexy and just slick, romantic, and then just, like, fucking hot because then he just, like, fucked her. Yes. After for a little bit of foreplay and stuff like that, which was what she wanted, was what she needed. Yeah. And he gave it to her because she had opened up and allowed it. It was hot. I loved it. It was. It was really good. And then I was yeah. like, okay, what's coming next? And then we didn't get Ooh. any more for a while. And I was like, what not for a long the time. Fuck? <laughs> I was like, because <laughs> right after Tristan showed up as her roommate, like the next day or so, all the other guys showed up as fake guards. So yes. I was like, sweet, they're all here now. We can all get it on, right? <laughs> no. Guys. This is a different type of reverse harem. Oh, it's but... 100% different than the last one we read. Yeah. I think, and we even commented in the last one how we would have enjoyed seeing certain, like, single scenes. Yes. Where she was just with one or two of the guys. Mm-hmm. We only ever saw her with, like, all five of them at once. Yes. And that was intense. A lot. I think maybe for our first reverse harem, that might have been a little much for us. That was a little, like... There's a lot my... of dicks everywhere. <laughs> my... It's a whole bunch of dicks. <laughs> it's just <laughs> taking you and throwing you right into the goddamn deep end and being like, hey, bitch, here's five dicks. And you're like, what? <laughs> what? That's what happened. And then but, this one, she slowly introduces the dicks, which is great. You get it one by one. And we get no group scenes at all. Right. It's all just her and one of them at a time. Mm-hmm. And only three of them yeah. get scenes. Because mm-hmm. Adonis declines because it's not the right place. Yeah. He wants to take her in a special place and That's not, not a just in a prison. prison. <laughs> So Adonis is the incubus. Yeah. So he's the sex demon and he knows how to... He knows how to sex. He knows how to sex and he wants to sex her the right way, <laughs> which makes sense. The, the appropriate <laughs> way that's not on... <laughs> oh man, this book is bonkers. Let's Hey, let's do our, our kiss and tell us while we're talking okay. about these guys sure. right now. Okay, so we've introduced... Otis, Adonis, who are actually twin brothers. Otis is a vamp. Adonis is an incubus. And then there's Tristan, who's a shapeshifter. Dominic, who's a fae. So for our kids One quick side note before we get there. Let's do it. It's super interesting. Another thing that's really strange, and I think will probably have to come up in the future, but all of these guys and her that were abandoned as children. Yes. And raised as orphans, basically, by... I mean, he adopted them, but he didn't change their name or anything. They all know their families lineage Mm. and they're all super powerful supers naturals the only reason the twins were abandoned is because it was an incubus actually i think it was a succubus and a vampire yes the succubus mom got together because they were trying to create hybrids Mm -hmm. and they had twins and the twins were not mixed they were just one each so they gave them away and then like tristan is a very powerful uh, shapeshifter because he can shapeshift into inanimate objects as well as mm-hmm. any people or animals whereas usually you can't do it he was found being a fire <laughs> <laughs> Everett the bear shifter wandered through the woods and found this fire and was like that's not a fire that's a that's person weird. <laughs> and so <laughs> so he took him home and like raised him and, and Dominic's a super powerful fate 
he has a lot of fey powers. But I want an explanation. I want to know why the supernatural families would give up babies who happen to end up being some of the most powerful in this next generation of supernaturals. Doesn't mm-hmm. that seem odd? Uh, yeah. Yeah. When, yeah. <laughs> and I so mean, is, he, is Everett secretly stealing babies? Well, he likes to think that he's a he's a savior and saving them and raising them as his own or whatever. I don't know if they're being fed the story that they were <laughs> that they were abandoned or is he kidnapping. However, when we do find out Cass's story, her parents do give her up, right? Well, or, I'm confused about that too because there are her parents, parents her and then her adoptive parents, <laughs> and yeah. then it, it, so her it, parents hide her with humans. So she's born to a dragon lord and a fairy queen. Mm-hmm. And they had a son before her who something bad happened to. I don't know what. And so they have Cassandra and they decide to bind her magic and give her to a human family to be raised human because she will be safer. Yeah, because she would be in danger. And then the human family, the Thorns, who were supposed to care for her, were promised wealth by Widow. Oh, that's her name. <laughs> oh, the um, <laughs> the snake the lady, one. Widow. Her name is Widow? Yeah, I know. It's super weird. <laughs> I thought it was like Molly. Well, I don't know what her first name is. She's Miss Widow. <laughs> okay whatever she gives them money to leave cassandra out to potentially die yeah and anyway because she knows cassandra's a special hybrid one-of-a-kind supernatural and she hates Mm -hmm. hybrid supernaturals for some reason always always that person there's always always those purists out there who only like (laughs) don't like the the mud blood (laughs) they don't like those mud bloods Nope, nope, not good. But anyway, so we should go back. So I I just wanted to touch on that because it was super weird to me. I was like, how come all of the boys that were abandoned as infants are now like the most powerful supernaturals? Yeah. And at one point she's like, I wonder if their families ever regret giving them up. And I'm like, well, yeah, I would bet. (laughs) I bet they would. Yeah. Well, and I'm wondering if Everett's like walking through the forest and sees a whole bunch of like little orphans and just knows which one's strong and takes the strong ones because Everett's Why are there a bunch of orphans in the woods? (laughs) I think that's another question we need to ask. It was was field trip day and they didn't hold on to the the teacher's string. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that makes them orphans. I think that makes them lost. It makes them lost children. We need to get the FBI involved in that. We have questions about Everett. Anyway, so our kiss and tell, and we think that we're, you know, we're just going to have a running theme of all of the reverse harems that we have. And it's going to be a two-parter. First, we are going to talk about who our favorite guy is. And Tristan, as Tristana, begs all the time for cuddles. Cassandra begs for cuddles. Tristan does, too. I know, but Cassandra begs. So Cassandra, they Tristan all beg was actually the, the first one to beg for he cuddles. Did. He specifically said, or something to this sort, that this is her, his first full day of being a real woman, and he is tired. Yes, he did say that. <laughs> he was exhausted he was, from being a like, woman, I've been a woman, so he all got day into bed. Tired. Yes, <laughs> which I, I need think cuddles. is awesome. We're like, yeah, damn straight, it's tired. Yes, and so he begged for cuddles. So 
who's your favorite guy and if you like cuddles so every time we do one of these we pick the same ones right we generally do but do we want to go at the same time again because I think we have to not pick the same. I, I cannot imagine that you're going to pick the same one as me. I really hope not. All right. <laughs> right on three. Ready? This is the ultimate test. On three. One, two, three. Honest. Dominic. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> We're finally different. We could share Hawkeye, but we can't share these guys. No. All right. Continue. I like Otis. <laughs> I hate Otis's name. <laughs> I kind of like that moody, aloof vampire type. Who's, like, secretly such an intense lover. Yes. Yeah. And, like, I think, like, we, you, we spotted early on, was the one who was, like, the most in love with her. Yeah. And I think he was, like, when in their scene, maybe that's why I liked his scene the most. Because she is asking him about his vampireness and why he drinks blood from other people. And he's like, well, I got to drink blood to survive. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, but why don't you drink my blood? Yeah. He's like, because I could never drink any others yeah. again. So she says that's what she wants. And he's like, you. first I thought, I think that was very dangerous on his part because she's in prison. I thought and this I think seems, that like, oh my God, I thought this <laughs> If you drink her blood while she's in prison, what if she gets put in like deeper prison and you can't get to her and now she, you're fucked? Or she dies because they or don't she know. Dies in prison. Then now you're gonna die because you're not gonna have your blood anymore. I know. I thought the same thing. I was like, I was like "Come like, on, Anna's like." Mm. I was blaming on, fucking Otis. Cass on that one because I was just like, yeah. "Cass, look, if you love this dude, tell him you he can't." Stop Wait so until jealous. you at least are not like so imperiled. Right. Wait until you actually <laughs> know that you're not that you're immortal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. Then, then maybe we happen. can have that conversation. Yeah. But no, I really did. I, I just like. I liked him. I like Otis. I hate yeah. Otis's name, but I like Otis. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Otis, too. He was actually, he's my second. Yeah. Oh, you didn't answer the question about cuddles. Oh, the cuddles. Um, no, I don't want to cuddle. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, I generally run pretty hot, mm-hmm. so other people's body heat is obsense, like offensive to me, because I already am hot enough. I don't need your body heat. I do like, and I do understand the physical power of touch. Yeah. And so when I'm feeling like that, I like to reach out and like pat. Yeah. <laughs> You're like and like a- rub, you know, You're his still back there. or something. Yeah. That's comfort to me. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, full embrace cuddly things would just be like two seconds, three seconds maybe. But then we can't, this can't be a prolonged thing and I'm not going to go to sleep that way. Like big spoon, little spoon. Type yeah, of no. <laughs> I try to, I try to. To teach my dog Big Spoon, Little Spoon, but he doesn't, he's not very good at it. (laughs) (laughs) And also he's really hot too. So I'm like, never mind. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, never mind. Get off of me. (laughs) I Big Spoon, Little Spoon pancake all the time. He he lets me know. Yeah. Maybe when he's not, when uh, Canela's not such a puppy anymore, he'll let you know. Yeah. He's just still little. So he thinks it's, that just means playtime. Yeah. It's not. It doesn't mean playtime. It's cuddle time. It's cuddle time. Lay the fuck down. But no, cuddles are not my favorite thing. I could see the trauma of a prison experience would maybe change my feelings about the need for physical contact with other human beings who were not, you know, beating me up or... <laughs> or pandemic. 
<laughs> or pandemic, you know, I could see that. I still don't want to touch any other people. I have no desire. And if we never go back to like handshakes, I'm super cool with that. <laughs> but no, cuddling as a whole is not my favorite thing. So Okay. But I think Otis is cool with no tip cuddles. <laughs> yeah, he may not want to cuddle. So I think you chose no. the right guy. Yeah. All right. I don't know shit about Dominic. <laughs> I don't. No, we really don't know much about all these guys. Yeah, but I do feel like Dominic is the one that we know less about. And I feel like he is the more quiet of the four. You, know, I think we know the least about Adonis. Adonis is, yeah, he's, I at least know that he, actually, you're right, I don't know. No. <laughs> I know that Adonis is a lover because he's an, inc- an incubus, right? Yes. All I know about Dominic is that he's a fae. Yes. I don't even remember any dialogue from him. Other than he he can enter dreams or manipulate dreams or take you to you a You don't different... remember the sex scene? Well, no, I remember that. Okay, I was going to say, actually... he talks in the sex scene. He does, and he's really gentle and really sweet and all of that with her. But that's uh, that's it. Like, during the other... I don't know. I just don't remember. I didn't think you guys, he was. I, I thought remember. he was dominant. You think so? Absolutely. That's what that whole sex scene was. Oh, was that the daddy scene? Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> you're right. I even wrote it down. And I hate that. I know. That's why I was like, well, okay, Missy. Uh, we just learned some new things about you. I'm changing mine to Everett. <laughs> oh, but he is daddy. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. I didn't like... Yeah, you're right. I didn't like We it. haven't even talked about the scene yet, but yeah. We, we, he takes scene. her to a dream and just goes down on her for about 70 hours. Not That's not true. <laughs> for what seems like a long time to me. It is a long time. It, yeah, and it's just... He's a fae, and she's part fae, though I don't think that they know that yet. No, not yet. Yeah. She definitely doesn't. Yeah. That was a really good scene until it started to get super hot and heavy. And he was like, call me daddy. And then she did. And then I was like, well, this is dumb. Because <laughs> I'm not into that. I don't like it at all. Aww. <laughs> now I'm disappointed in myself. That's what I get for not remembering the book I just read. <laughs> I was so surprised you picked Dominic. That's so funny. I was like, oh, someone needs a little dominance in her life. No, I don't want it. I want to, can I recast my vote? Tristan. You like Tristan. I do like Tristan. I just, the ones that talk too much are annoying. That's why I kind of like Dominic. To me, he didn't seem like he talked. But then when he did, he's very dominant. Call me daddy. <laughs> yeah. Dominic is dominant. And that's not... Yeah, that's not... All right. I'm changing mine to Tristan because then he could turn into Tristana. There you go, boobs. <laughs> Get, I could just touch boobs all day long. All right. I'm taking Tristan. Go. And yes, cuddles. I'm yes, a cuddler. <laughs> I am a cuddler. I do. I run hot also. I don't run nearly as hot as these assholes in my house. And that includes my husband and my kids and my fucking dog. <laughs> All of them are hot. But I will tackle any single one of those and just get cuddles anytime I anytime I can. Dan hates, he used to hate cuddles a lot. I'm like the one person that he actually can tolerate <laughs> cuddles with. But not for a very long period of time. Definitely more than two seconds, like <laughs> you said. It'll be for, you know, like a couple minutes and he'll just, well, we both will just start sweating. We mm-hmm. just run hot. Mm-hmm. This is why we like winter, people. Yes. I'll fucking cuddle the shit out of you in a snowstorm. <laughs> let's do that let's shit. Let's go sit outside and cuddle. <laughs> let's just go sit outside and just cuddle. So. 
Yeah. That's good. (laughs) Should we talk more about the daddy scene? I mean, now that we've brought it up and maligned it. (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk about it. So he says of this scene in a forest or something somewhere. I'm thinking it's a fey realm. Okay, a fey realm. I don't know for sure. It's definitely while she's dreaming. Yeah. So he like pulls her into a dream, into a fey realm, and he is in his full natural fey appearance, mm-hmm. which she hasn't really seen. And she just gives up control. She gives mm-hmm. up and like allows him total control of the scene. And that's when he was like... Call me daddy. (laughs) (laughs) And I closed my book and threw it across the room. I I didn't because it's my phone. Well, yeah. (laughs) But. (laughs) No, and I I don't know. I just don't prefer that type of a type of a thing. Because one, it's talking during sex. You had me at your dick is hard. All I need to know is that your dick is hard. <laughs> After that, if you want to be called daddy, have kids. <laughs> have kids. <laughs> Take a page from fucking Everett's book and go get a bunch of orphans from the woods. You can be called daddy that way. I'm just not into that scene. It's a hard one for me. I, That's a hard role play yeah. that is like it speaks so much of someone needs a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I f- there I'm are like, definitely I'm like, some. I think we need to uncover some sit in your life before we can uh, successfully have this relationship. There's some familial trauma and, that's happened that I think we need to uncover. Also, they are raised brother and sister for like 20 years. So we're already skirting <laughs> lines of social okayness. <laughs> Well, you know, you know people uh, don't look highly on even step siblings. Fuck it. That's still considered incest, yeah. too, even if it's step siblings and step parents are considered incest. Well, yeah, because. Yeah. And not just half, not just like obviously half brothers, sisters, or whatever. But they share a parent. Yeah, <laughs> they actually share a parent. But, Steps um, don't. I think a lot of people will misconstrue or the misconception of incest is that it's just by blood and it's not. It's familial. Mm-hmm. It, that includes the step family. Yeah. Because it's so yeah weird, which is what they I mean uh, and adopted. They are raised as siblings, and now they are fucking yes, yes. Yeah. They didn't take Everett's name. He never adopted them officially, mm-hmm. so they are all still have their original family name. That's somehow yeah. important in the Shifter world. But there's something about growing up as siblings that's a little bit unsettling. Yeah. If they had been like family friends who just yeah. saw each other like a lot and then fell in love that's a different story mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's less troubling even though you could technically still be raised together for just as long in that scenario but you're not being siblings relationed mm-hmm. but then for the twist to be during sex he wants to be called daddy i was like oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah i was like oh dominic you have some issues <laughs> nope not doing it. I mean, she did and it. I mean, she did it a lot. Oh, she did it a lot. She was she was loving it. Hey, I'm not king shaming. No. If you want to do it, do it. I'm just not into it. It's not my just favorite. Not my, yeah. Oh, that's so funny that I chose Dominic as my favorite. And I literally have daddy <laughs> in my notes. Like, really seriously? Oh, that's funny. We Wait, okay. We were just describing that part of the scene. We weren't, we weren't going to talk about, like, him going down on sure, her. Sure, we should do that. That's okay. I mean... 
He went down on her. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <There. laughs> well, too, it seemed like. Oh, yeah. No, she was enjoying it very, very much. I was enjoying it, except for the very, certain very other word that kept getting used. <laughs> I liked it. I mean, it was good. But yeah, and that was, uh, yeah, that, we've, mm-hmm. done, we've described all three. That's all of our super sexy yeah. sex scenes. And then at the end, guys, she has there's like scenes that happen with stuff, and then she escapes and finally discovers that she is a yeah. Wait, what? What? <laughs> Wait, what? Does she ever get to Dubai? No, no, that's gonna happen next book. Okay, where does she go when she finally discovers who's? Because at first, I swear to God, she was gonna be a dragon and a nephilim, nephilim mm-hmm. or whatever. The Faye thing actually threw me for a loop until I found out literally, like they literally told me it was Faye. <laughs> but in my brain, I was thinking nephilim the whole time. But then she gets to that other level. I she, guess yeah, she, she gets to he, level four. Uh, Omarion kicked her to level four. Okay, which and then she is. Needs- not as prisony because there's super powerful gods down there, gods and demigods that kind of create their own little. They live like they want to, like their space reflects them, and they, you know. So she meets. I don't remember who that person is she meets. That mm-hmm. the one with the wings and shit who saves her. Yeah, but she's like, you need to figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. And then she basically <laughs> uncovers her memories and yeah. she she figures out and then she, she finds wakes out how she up was given outside, up and, yeah. outside of the prison because her dragon got her out. Mm-hmm. Her dragon was like, oh, now that I, because she freed her dragon. And yeah, well, her dragon had been talking to her throughout the yeah. book, actually. Well, an, an inner in, voice type of thing. Only when she had her episodes. Oh, okay. When she had her anger episodes, she could hear her mm-hmm. dragon talk to her. But she didn't. She thought it was just her inner monologue. All of a sudden, got yeah. a new voice and was angry. <laughs> Did it, she didn't know it was her dragon? But it was really her dragon who was like, "Bitch, let's do this." So <laughs> she frees her dragon, who escapes, helps her escape from prison, and then she meets her pixie guide because she's Fae, so she gets a pixie guide. Yes, yes, yes. So, yes. and the pixie guide, I'm pretty sure, is actually external to her, whereas the dragon is internal. Yeah. But anyway, she's outside now, and then the guys show up, or are about to show up, and that's how the book ends. And then the next book, just because I know, because I've already went and looked. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. They regroup at Everett's, and then head to Dubai, because Omerion was captured and transferred there, because they are blaming Mm -hmm. him for her death. Yeah. But that's not in this book, that's in the future. Anyway, so then she has to go and save him, because she realizes he's actually one of her mates, too. Yeah, she's gonna end up with five of them, and, and, and well, he's not gay. I think she's gonna well, end up know with of. two mates. I think it's gonna be a fae mate and a dragon mate, and then I think the other guys are just gonna be her, like, sex friends. <laughs> I could be wrong, I could 100% be wrong on that, but that makes sense to me. Is that something you read into, or is this your... your like, because... Because she's dragon and fae, so I think she's going to end up with a dragon and a fae mate that are, like, mated to those parts of her. Okay. But her, I, I think her attachment to the other guys isn't going to be as in those terms as mate. It's yeah. faded. I think those are going to be thing. closer into just, like, that's her love and someone she needs in her life. And they are part of her, but 
I don't know. I could be wrong. Is Amarian all dragon? I think so. Or was he mid? No, I think he's all dragon. I think he's a super special dragon, though. Who was the alligator that followed her? Uh, that guy. An alligator guy who works for the snake lady whose name is Widow. Okay. All right. I actually wanted to talk about the piece that I think was really most important and it somehow got lost. And I think it really should have been, it should have held more of the book together was in closer to the beginning when she first got kidnapped. She had to save herself a couple of times and she used Uh the stuff she learned from her bros and I don't remember which one taught her which thing, but she used like getting out of handcuffs, like escaping when you're yes. tied up. She used running. One of them helped train her stamina and sprinting and running, uh, swimming mm-hmm. and not being afraid of the dark and the going deep and holding your breath. And I mean, she used all these pieces and she believed in herself in each one of those scenes and oh, she yeah, yeah. survived. They all were very important and powerful. And then she like forgot all of it and just went to prison. And I was like, I kept expecting <laughs> them to come back and for her to like... Yeah use those as the impetus for like finding her true self yeah and then all of a sudden she just like got kicked off a cliff in the fourth level and like almost died actually i was gonna say she she did that twice she fell off a cliff twice i I feel like that was the only time that maybe it was the first time i don't know that she really used any of the skills that she was taught because that did save her life as she was drowning or keep falling deeper and deeper into the water. But you're right. She never really utilized anything else to try to open anything, any memories or, or, or skills or anything that she had while she was in prison. Yeah, and the whole time she could have been reflecting on, on those pieces and those times that the men had worked with her and, like, shown her how important and powerful she was and, like, helped her. Mm-hmm. And I think she would have been in a better position at the end of the book than to accept who she was but there was a really long scene at the end where she was just like fighting it and i was that wasn't my favorite i got a little bit frustrated because i was like bitch you've already fucking proven you're important like shut up (laughs) and why do you want to be human like (laughs) you bitched about how because you were human they were leaving you yeah but now she's like i don't want to give up being human it's all i am and it's like no it's not all you are you're so much more than that (laughs) That's just a and well, humans and it's just a are word. terrible. Like it's not a definition, right? It's it's mm-hmm. it's just, it's a, just label. a label. And if you f- grow beyond, like I don't know, I was I was like, just be who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Except, but who you are? Because she was but so I think much that more was than her a struggle. Human. The whole book was her fear of change. She was very scared of change. Yeah, which is an, it is an animal thing. Someone who is notoriously anti-change. I should not throw stones. But since uh, she's a fictional character and I can do what I want because this is my podcast, I get to throw all the stones. <laughs> I'm gonna say How whatever dare you the be fuck afraid I of want. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially since it just seems like I mean, and not in even just in this book, but humans are terrible. They're just like bad at everything. So yeah, and she didn't why? grow why up. She, you I mean, stick to yes, that? I understand she thought she was a human, but she didn't grow up with humans. So she doesn't have, as far as she knew, her human parents abandoned her in the middle of a financial yeah. crisis because they didn't want the burden of a child. What makes you want right. to be part of that? <laughs> like, I don't get it. Yeah. And that happened twice. The first time was out of love and safety. 
the second time was for money. Like, to be abandoned but twice she after but learning I'd be that. saying, like, even before she knew any of that, her, what she assumed was just oh, that I see what you're saying. she had human parents who gave her up because they wanted... That's yeah, what she had They thought. ended up being a super rich family, and she was pretty sure they were her parents. And it turns out they weren't her biological parents. They were these human parents, her... <laughs> They were the human family her biological that her <laughs> supernatural parents put her with. But she doesn't know that. In the beginning of the book, yeah. she just thinks, my human parents abandoned me because they were poor and the financial crisis happened and it was too burdensome to have a child. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> so like, and then you lived a really awesome life with supernaturals. So why are you yeah. holding on to being human? Why? When it's not cool anyway. I don't know. <laughs> she gives up in the end. Yeah. She no, gets over it. Totally. Yeah. There's no good substantial argument for it that she makes. As yeah. Far as... At the end of the day, it's all just fear. Fear of the unknown and fear of yeah, the exactly. future. And the, the change. change. Yeah. And she says it numerous times in the book, like, why can't everything just be like it was? And it's like, yeah, that's the one thing you are guaranteed not to get in life. Things will not Mm -hmm. just be like Mm -hmm. they are. Ever, 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 ever. So one thing you can count on is that that's not the way life is going to go. Exactly. So trying to hold on and maintain something because you're like, I just want this to be life forever. It's it's not sensical. It's not the way life is. Mm -hmm. So that... Takes us to our fun fuck fact. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is from a website called choosetoseegood.com. And the article is Learn to See the Positive Side of Change by Leslie Catherine. And yes, it is on a parenting blog, but we're going to ignore that bit (laughs) and just read a couple of things about how change is good. And you have to, like, deal with it. <laughs> and um, so there's this quote in it that change is the only constant in life from Herculatus. And that's a really good – that's basically what I was saying at the end of that, which is, like, the only thing you can count on is that things are going to change. The things aren't going to stay the same. Yeah. So positive things about change, it helps us grow, you know, put out of our comfort zone so we try new things and maybe, like, learn a skill or – uh, an activity or a hobby that's fun and that's something we didn't think we could do or want to do or, you know, professional growth and growth in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes us adaptable. So often once we have experienced a pretty significant change, it allows us to learn how to adapt when big things occur in our life and it helps us make those changes quicker and become flexible and it brings opportunities. Yeah. So those are three things that are positive about change. And one of the things to work on is controlling how you perceive change. So learning to expect it instead of like, no, no, everything is going to stay the same. Nope. You have to expect that change will come. And how do you handle that? Build from your past experiences with change. And then like Cassandra needed to do, resist the fear that comes with changes and transitions. So yep. that's just a, a cute, you know, small little article just about how particularly like maybe this year we've all experienced a lot of shit that uh, <laughs> no one saw coming and we all had to like grow and learn mm-hmm. and adapt and find new ways of doing things because this is yeah. the world we live in. We don't get to throw up our hands and be like, no, I want it to all be the same. Right. And uh, we're, no- we're not going to go back to normal from this. No. Guys. You know, we may not wear masks for the rest of our lives, but our, our no normal has yeah. changed. It's a new normal. 
It's different. Yeah. There is no normal. It's not going to go back to what you guys think it's going to go back to. So just <laughs> deal with it. All right. So we should rate the book. <laughs> All right. So I think I think I've given up on our, our list of ratings because I just <laughs> never remember to pull it up. <laughs> Poor fun rating system that we don't use anymore. I know. We we, now we just say numbers. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what numbers. they are. I know what them. Okay, what's the... Tell me what number seven is. Toe curling. I'm going to go with seven. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna Yeah, I'm going to go with seven for everything. For the story and for the sex. Mainly because we only got three and um, point two and point two. So it's like, you know, I, I mean, they were good. But, um, and I love that Tristan can shift. <laughs> The story was a little confusing. I think it was a lot. Not confusing. I just think it, it was a no, lot. No, it is. I'm sorry. It, it, is. Was, it, was a, it was a ton all at, you know, in, in so much. But the plot is interesting. Never had this type of story no, line or anything true. like that before. I love the uh, reverse harem in that she gets to have him individually. That was awesome. And actually, I hope that they, she, you know, she does get to do a little twosome, threesome every once in a while. Not so, mm-hmm. you know, just we'll have individual. We'll the next book to find out. Yeah. Um... I'm going to give it like a six. Okay. I know that sounds harsh. Obviously, it's probably not harsh. We're, I think we're pretty nice generally. (laughs) But I do think, and and I don't know, it could be a factor of this is our first book with two authors writing. And I almost felt as if there were times where I could tell one was saying, like kind of going in one direction and it felt like the other one was going somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong about that. But I really wanted to streamline the plot and clean it up because I just think there's a good story here that's interesting, but it's been shoehorned into a concept. Like, I feel like the prison was something that had to happen. And the story of, like, Cassandra, you know, figuring herself out and finding her loves is, like, interesting. And and that's what I want to know and focus on. And Mm -hmm. instead, I've got all of this extraneous stuff (laughs) happening that I'm trying to parse together. Why is the prison like this? And why are some supernaturals kidnapping other supernaturals without it being explained? I think that was also part of it. Because at one point, I think they were going to figure some stuff out. But all of a sudden, they weren't allowed to talk about it. Yeah. Because if you acknowledge that you knew the plot while within the prison, there could be a magical, (laughs) there could be a magical trap. Yeah. Which would get triggered and you could die. Yeah. And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> that sounded so contrived and just kind of like tacked on as a reason why they weren't going to give us any more information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. We got to figure some shit out. You can't just be like, never mind. We can't talk about it because <laughs> we might die. <laughs> So, yeah, I'd forgotten that happened. And that was the point where I was like, um, because <laughs> I feel like you could have gone two ways. It could have been, and I know that I probably contradict myself on this a lot. I do like plot books and I don't like books when they're just like, I mean, sometimes we have fun with some sex books where there's like, there's really no plot happening. It's yeah, just no, sex it's just scene sex. after sex scene after sex yeah. scene. And that's fine too. That can be fun. 
I might mention that it didn't have a very strong plot, but whatever. But the one thing I don't like, I don't want to be confused. And when I feel as if the book itself hasn't even quite figured it out, I, that takes me out of it a bit. Because I, I can't just get into the story and like yeah. run along with the character in the, in the moment. Because I'm just like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. There's a magic spell that won't let you talk about things? Mm-hmm. You think, but you're not sure. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm going to have to think about that one for a while. Like some extra fillers that weren't necessary or... Well, and like the whole thing about how they weren't supposed to be able to use their powers, but then I swear to God, most of them could use their powers. And then there was a thing about, well, there was this one special place that they knew to go where they could use their powers because the spells hadn't been maintained in that section. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, is the prison magical or not? Like, what the fuck? And then they they constantly were updating, like, the listening devices. So sometimes they would have to be quiet about things. And other times they could, she could orgasm loudly and nobody would Mm -hmm. hear. Yeah. And I was just like, what are the rules? I need some more rules (laughs) to how this world works. So is it bad? No. Is it still an entertaining story? Absolutely. Am I going to read the next book because I need to understand what happens? Yes. However, I have a heads up. Spoiler alert. The next book has a giant cliffhanger that sounds terrible. <laughs> so I'm going to wait until book three is out because I'm not going down oh, that cliff. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not jumping off the, the spoiler cl- uh, cliffhanger uh, until I know I can get it resolved pretty quickly. It'll probably be a real cliff. Well, that she, they're all she gonna fell jump off, off three of them. So, so. I think the cliffhanger of the... <laughs> second book might be her hanging off of a cliff oh my god but anyway i do i want to know more i mean it definitely has sucked me in it's an interesting idea Mm -hmm. we haven't read any book like this so i was excited to give it a shot um so by no means am i like throwing the book out we definitely you know i'm not doing that but i I just i want to give it like a six because it's not my favorite it has some things i'd like to see worked out and maybe by book two it'll be some of this will be cleared up yeah i'm hoping Yeah. All right. Super cool, guys. So our next book is going to be Deal with Her Dragon by Ruby Saroy. 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 So yeah, Deal with Her Dragon. Yep. Um, and just you know, pick it up somewhere and read it. I'm pretty sure it's on all the like ebook where books are. All the ebook sites. (laughs) Yeah, you get so books. we don't really know much about it. We're just going to do another... I think it has dragons in it. Dragon? Mm-hmm, yeah. And you I know think what? It, what? I was just going to say, I, I know you've got our lineup, but I miss vampires. They're next. Okay, good. <laughs> vampires already, come back. Okay, because I kind of just miss the weirdness of vampires, because I really do think they're just like one of the strangest creatures. Yes. And so, they are they are back in the in the book after this one. So yay, we I get some more vampires. vampires. I think what's happening, and I can't be a hundred percent sure on it. It might just be what I'm finding versus like what's out there might be a lot more than what I'm finding. But it feels like the vampire trends a little has slowed, and so a lot of the newer books. So we've definitely. When we started, we were reading a lot of older books. Yeah. And they, there was a period where we kind of got into trouble because they were feeling a bit dated and we were very critical. Yes. Because <laughs> they yes. Had no longer really looked very good in the social the, environment we were currently yes. living in when you retroly look at these books and you're like, oh, we that is not okay. We can't do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I made an effort to try to find more current books because I didn't want us to 
fall into that again, where we just criticize over and over again books yeah. from a previous era. And I know that's only like 10, 12 years ago, but actually a lot changed socially yeah. in the last 10, 12 years. In the last year. <laughs> so I've been finding a lot of more newer books in order to stay away from that, but not all of them are vampires. Okay. Like I'm finding a lot of non-vampire yeah. books. So the next one we read is an old book again. The oh, next okay. vampire we're going to read is, is an old book. All right. Well, I uh, that's okay because I, I miss them. So I forgot what they look like. They have fangs. Oh, this is a vampire, <laughs> and I picked the vampire. You did pick the vampire, <laughs> and I chose the one I didn't want to choose. <laughs> I, but I changed my mind. It's Tristan all the way. All right. Cool. So, yeah, reach out. We'd love to hear from you on social media. You can get to us through Twitter. Nope. <laughs> Probably not. I mean, you could try. <laughs> oh, you could Instagram, try. <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> and all of it is shh. Dirty Books and that shh with three H's or you can just email us at shdirtybooks at gmail.com and you can visit our website at shdirtybooks.com and find us on most podcast platforms and thank you Jim Towson for the music and um, yeah it, it, is that it? That's is that all we do, we yeah. do. alright that's a wrap this is Saylet and this is Kalina bye nah. <laughs> yeah you've been listening to shh reading dirty books with Kalina and Saylet be sure to tune in to the next episode with some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them. <laughs>